Lifestyle Ministries, where our highest priority is making God real in your life. You can visit us online at womanatthewellministries.org. Now sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen our daily walk with Jesus Christ. Every day we are faced with opportunities to let our light shine or to throw a shadow upon our witness and choose to pass on the privilege of letting our everyday encounters, our normal day-to-day activities, and our common interactions be an occasion to show the love of Jesus to others. Perhaps there is no greater occasion to show Jesus than those instances when we are frustrated, feel wrong, or have been mistreated by others. It is in the moments that we are right and choose to do right instead of hammering our point or fighting for the win that shows Christ's character the strongest. Join us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries as Kim takes us on a journey through the scriptures, revealing what it means to live peaceably with all men. Hello, and thank you for joining us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries. Let us pray. Our kind and most gracious to Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your presence in our lives. We thank you, Lord, for your moment-by-moment promptings. We thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy and your love. And Lord, I would ask that you would just remove me from this message, and I would ask, Lord, that you would open up my heart and my mind, that you would open up the heart and the mind of everyone who is listening, that we would hear exactly what you would have us to hear in the words of the passages that we are going to reveal in this podcast. Lord, I pray that you would reveal to our hearts and our minds the, the teachings and the lessons that we are to know as we begin to study how you tell us to live peacefully with all men. Lord, and I ask that you would just do a work in each and every one of us to give us the strength and the courage and the knowledge and the absolute relationship with you and the Holy Spirit that would enable us to live the lives that you would have us to live, that we might be instruments of peace, that we might be demonstrations of your love, that we might be children who bring you honor and glory. Lord, we love you and we praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. I believe that one of the greatest lessons that my mother ever taught me was that it is more important to do right than it is to be right. It took me many years to understand what she meant by that phrase, but what she simply was telling me was, you can be right about a lot of things, but when people around you are arguing you and they are challenging you and they're arguing for the sake of arguing and they are doing things to you that are frustrating you and causing your problem, yeah, you could be right in your stance, and you could hammer it to the end, and you could fight for the win, but at the end of that, what have you accomplished? 
But if you do right and you treat your fellow man with love and respect and you stand strong in your convictions and for the Lord, but when you have said what God has said to say and when you are living what God wants you to live, there is no need to fight for the win because it is he who fights your battles. That is something that I believe all of us need to understand and reflect upon. And that's what we're going to spend the next few moments together looking at. See, in Romans chapter 12 and verse 18, we are instructed, if it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. That means we are to do right. We don't have to be considered the expert in the room. We don't have to have people take our advice. We don't have to have people say that, yes, you win, you're right, I'm wrong. But we have to treat people the way God has instructed us to treat them. See, the win in this life is not conquering another. The win in this life is demonstrating the love of God to others. That's the win. And I think right now that maybe for many of us, we need to just stop and take that in. Win isn't conquering. Win is giving them the love that conquers all. And as a result of that, we need to live a life that is in alignment with what God tells us in the scriptures. I would like to read in your hearing in 1 Peter chapter 2, beginning in verse 19, and it reads as this. For this is thankworthy. If a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully, for what glory is it if when ye buffeted for your faults ye shall take it patiently? But if when ye do well and suffer for it, ye take it patiently, this is acceptable to God. And so verses 19 and 20 of this passage are telling us, hey, if everything's going right, then where's the sacrifice in that? But when things aren't going the way it's supposed to go, when people are accusing you of things, when people are frustrating you, when people are not hearing the truth and you take it patiently, This is what's acceptable to God. I want you to remember that when he was being accused of all the wrongdoings right before he was headed to the cross and he knew what it was going to take him to, he reviled not against them. He didn't throw back a threat to them. He didn't stop them in their tracks. He stood for what was right, but he didn't argue a pointless point. And I think sometimes we increase our frustration and we throw gas on the fire in our conversations with people that are heated or not positive because we simply keep fighting to win. We keep fighting to be right. We're trying to rationalize something with irrational people. And there are scriptures that tell us to avoid idle talk. And we sometimes see that when people are trying to prove their point of what they believe God wants them to do or what the Bible says. The Bible does not need proven. The Bible in itself is proof of itself. And we need to speak the truth and live the truth and allow God to do the rest. We pick up in this passage in verse 21, for he says, For even hereunto were you called. Because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. Who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. 
Now, in James chapter 4, 17, we are told that therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. And that goes back to that phrase my mom was saying when she said it's better to do right than it is to be right. We don't have to win the argument, but we do have to remain the ambassador of Christ throughout the argument. And we're only going to get that done when we are fully plugged in to God, when we are looking at his scriptures, when we are going to the Holy Spirit and asking for his instruction, his teaching, his comforting, his direction, when we are heeding the voice of God, when he says, stop, we stop, when he says, speak, we speak, and when we speak, we speak the words that he gives us because the Bible says that he will give us and bring to our mind those things that we have need of when we have need of them. But we have to remember them. So that means we need to have read them. We need to have had communication with the Lord. We need to have studied his word. We need to know his promises. We need to understand the character of God if we are going to follow in his example. You can't follow an example you don't know what it is. And he says in this wonderful passage, he says in verse 21 that ye should follow his steps. Now, some of us work in high stressful jobs. We are in stressful situations. We have stressful situations at home. There's frustration on every hand. But God is never going to put us in a situation that he doesn't give us a way of escape. So why is it that we're feeling we're in a pressure cooker 24-7? I have to submit it's because somewhere or another, we're not doing something right. We're either in the wrong place or we're doing the wrong thing or we haven't read the right words of God or we're not seeking his direction but he hasn't failed us and so for this moment in time as we're looking at living peacefully among all men if you can't get along with anybody something's wrong with you and maybe it's your relationship with God maybe it's that you're not honest with yourself take a look back in Psalm chapter 4 And commune with your heart and tell your heart who is in charge. And that is God. Tell your heart the truth about how you're to live your life. Be honest with yourself in the presence of God Almighty. There is nothing as life-changing as being honest with yourself while you're praying in the presence of God. It changes everything. And again, in Psalm chapter 4, the psalmist David says that he puts a gladness in our heart and all other things pale in comparison. See, God meant for us to enjoy this life. He said, I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. In John chapter 10, 10, and he says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And if you're not living the abundant life, then some choices you're making needs to change. Because he's there waiting to give you blessings, waiting to fulfill his promise in you. But something about you is not allowing him to give you what you need. You're not receiving it, or your vessel's unclean. So you can't work your way into heaven. That's a gift of God. And your works, they don't help you get there any faster. 
because we get there by the works of righteousness through Jesus Christ. But the works of our lives, our dedication and determination to walk in the ways of God, they not only lead others to him, they lead us to the life of abundance. The peace of God will fill us when we're in the center of God's will. As we begin to read further into this, he says, in verse 24, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes she were healed. We are to live unto righteousness. The righteousness of God that he bestows upon us, because we were sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and the bishop of our souls. You see, God loves you, and he is holding you, and he has orchestrated an amazing life, even in this sinful, dark world. But you must choose to follow him. And in doing so, that means when you are walking every day in this world, when you are talking to people you know and people you don't know, you accept the responsibility that you are to walk in the steps of Jesus, the steps of God that we're told to in verse 21 of this passage in 1 Peter chapter 2. You accept the responsibility that he says in Matthew chapter 5 when he says that we are the light of the world and that we're not to hide the light, that we may glorify our Father by our good works. We are to accept the role as a child of God that brings honor and glory, that spreads the love and grace and mercy to Jesus. And when you walk into that conversation with that person who has frustrated you, who's probably even angered you, who has really mistreated you, you have a choice to make. You can stand in that presence, in the strength and the fortitude of the Holy Spirit, opening your ears to what he has to say to you on the promises of the word of God, knowing that the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So as we speak the words of the Bible, we are speaking a Jesus, knowing that he is all powerful, that he has never been defeated, that he knows all things, and that when he lets your feet be in the presence of that conversation, and you have followed him where he has led you, that he will give you what you need in order to show his glory, in order to bring him glory, in order to allow him to reign supreme. Even in the midst of a heated argument, you can be an ambassador for the Lord because you don't bring the heat, you bring the love. And it's the love of Jesus that will change the situation. Don't kid yourself. You can't come up with enough words to rationalize an irrational person. You can't change the mind of anybody. But you can bring Jesus into every situation, into every moment, into every conversation in the good times and in the bad times. And when you bring in Jesus, you've called all of heaven into the situation. 
And you get to step back and watch the mighty hand of the Lord at work. And really, all you have to do is follow. I've heard so many times people say in my life, I just didn't know what to say. You never know after what to say. Let me try that again. You never have to know what to say. You have to know how to follow. You have to know how to hear. You've got to be willing to do right and not be right. You've got to be willing to let Jesus win at all cost and him be high and lifted up that you could draw all men unto him. Not about you or what you can do. Not about how great you are, how eloquently you can speak, or how much you know. You want to walk out of the room with somebody saying, that lady, that boy, that man, that girl knows Jesus. Or you want to leave them saying, what just happened? How does she do that? Who does she know that could give her that kind of peace in the midst of the storm? My friend, 3 John in verse 11 says this, Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God, but he that doeth evil hath not seen God. Your assignment in this life is to represent Jesus, to show other people the transforming life of God in you. And there are no greater opportunities than when everybody around knows you have every right to tell that person off. You would be right in clipping them at the knees. You could speak harshly to them and your jury of peers would clap and say, well done. They deserve that. But I want to leave you with this thought before you do that. Where would you be if Jesus had that attitude? We are filthy rags. We are unworthy of the smallest drop of his blood or the most minuscule amount of his love. Yet he gave it all for us. If we got what we deserved, we'd all spend our life in hell. But he gives us the best for us because he gives us what his love demands. And I believe his love demands that we give people not what they deserve, but what his love has given to us. And that is grace, mercy, forgiveness, and love. Because the scoreboard isn't in this world, people. The scoreboard's kept in eternity. And to God be the glory for the great things he has done. Remember, you are loved. Jesus loves you.
Thank you all for joining us today in this program of Women at the Well Ministries. We pray that it has been a blessing to you and we encourage you to reach out to us through our website or our Facebook page. You can find us at watwm.org and at facebook.com slash watwm where you will find devotions and many additional Bible resources to enhance your personal walk with God. Women of the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. If you would like to partner with Women at the Well Ministries, please visit our website at watwm.org. We would like to thank the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us play their hit song, Happy Girl. Greatly appreciate your prayers. Know that we pray for our listeners. Remember that God loves you and you are loved. Happy girl.